This week, we're finishing A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass, otherwise known as Shocked, Petrified, Fearful, Oh My God. Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. Where we left off, Feyre was kicked out of the spring court by Tamlin. It's no longer safe for her. She's sent back to her family under the guise of she was... Staying with an elderly aunt? I think so, yeah. Um, and so, Very wealthy aunt. Yes, because Feyre is coming loaded. <laughs> loaded! And so she pulls up to this castle, and her sisters come trotting out, and, oh my God, these sisters. One sister. One sister. Elaine. Yeah. Uh, but Nesta, this the whole this whole scene, or series of scenes in, within the book, is worth it to read just to understand Nesta's character, which you get a huge glimpse of in a few reveals Mm -hmm. and it's crazy too because like this whole scene feels so the spring court everything felt like reality but then when we get introduced back into the human lands everything feels like it's like a dreamlike fever like stasis like nothing is real great fucking writing yeah how do you convey that yeah and such a like this is probably like the 60 percent mark like Mm -hmm. you in that quick a time you have established other reality and then you go back to reality and you're like this isn't reality what the fuck like wow that is insane to me <laughs> and Feyre is like equally disjointed like she yeah. doesn't quite know how to process everything around her because she's been living in fairyland for months at this mm-hmm. point and I even think the sisters kind of like remark that about their her they're like you're different like you're um I think she kind of says she's like more still and more like unhuman than she was before. And so like mm. even the sisters are a little bit like unsettled Something's by it. weird. Yeah. So she spends a few weeks, mm-hmm. I think, back at home. It's a while. And Nesta's acting weird, mm-hmm. like not swallowing up this whole elderly aunt story. And that's because it never fucking worked on Nesta. Crazy. Like the way Nesta explains it. They had a, t- a heart to heart. They had a meaning <laughs> of minds. Yes. Something. Yeah. Um, And Nesta explains that something didn't feel right um, when they had all this wealth in the ant story and that the glamour never worked on her. And it's so traumatizing because she pulls that little like piece of the painting that she like picked off the table and she's like, I didn't forget you. This was real. We were in that fucking hovel and something happened and now this isn't reality and you cannot tell me that I'm being a psychopath because this was real. And it's like, she viewed the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's like, fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. And and she went after Feyre. She pursued her. She tried to save her. This was such a, I, the, quickness with which Nesta's character was redeemed in like four sentences was fucking whiplash but you're like I am eating this up but realistically because Nesta's like I despise our father he let our family like basically starve to death and well I don't like you Feyre like you're my family and like I'm gonna take care of you like it was a true eldest daughter eldest child moment taking care of her siblings yeah she made it all the way to like the border. The of- wall. Yeah. And she stayed there for like two days. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's just unanimously like described as this like 
frightening place. And like at any time you could get eaten up by a bad fairy that comes through the gaps. And she stayed there for two fucking days trying to get through. So she was even planning to cross the border, go into fairylands, find Feyre and bring her back. Like not even Feyre could do that. No. She is <sighs> she is way stronger, both mentally, emotionally, everything than Feyre. Yes. And ugh, it angered me that when we talked in part one about how Nesta and Elaine are so callous about yeah. the like the money that uh Feyre ended up earning from like the sale of the wolf pelt and all that, and how they just seem unchar- uncharacteristically evil for no reason. Yeah. So Yes, she needed this redemption, but like that first part wasn't necessary because it doesn't quite jive with how she's acting here. Yeah. But my God, do you love Nesta at oh, this point? God. That's why I'm really yeah. pissed about A Court of Silver Flames. Yes, I was about to say that because we have this character who is like dynamic, is unlikable, but has this like redeeming moment of like, I'm a bitch, but I'm going to come get you. Mm-hmm. And then her whole story is almost Feyre, like, not. Um, betraying her but like kind of like they lock her up and she's like it's my sister what am I supposed to do it's like you should take care of her like Mm -hmm. she as a human hired a bunch of people to go take her to the wall when she didn't really have money to do that to go and find your ass and like the best you can do is like lock her up to like detox and by herself yeah and her whole character trait is she sleeps around really after she refuses to marry that one dude that she's set up with like Also doesn't track. No. Yeah. Anger. I, yeah. So back to the point. Uh, Feyre and Nesta end up kind of bonding over this and they realize, oh, we're more similar than we thought, which, mm-hmm. oh, great, like learning moment here for a family. Aww. But Feyre is not settled. She yeah. just cannot like get herself into this new reality of hers. And so she ends up like going back to her old house. Yeah. Sees what happens. And then she stumbles on. Ugh. Um, remember the name from part two that we told you to remember? Claire Bedor. Claire Bedor. Um, so she goes to the Bedor family home. I feel like she sees it in like passing. It's not even like a, she's like. Yeah, she's going through the village or something. And it's destroyed. Yeah. Utterly destroyed. On fire. Yeah. Like decimated. And she's like, oh shit. Yeah. And she, that, that's the first glimmer that I done fucked up. Yeah. Something is not right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And she kind of resigns herself to like, you know, I I need to go. Mm-hmm. I need to go back to the spring court. I need answers. This is not okay with me. And it's been several, several weeks. Yeah. And so she packs up her shit and makes her way to the wall, finds a break in the wall. And the part I love the most about that is Nesta even says, she's like, you're different. And like, she tells Nesta everything about like falling in love with oh, Tamlin. Right. And Nesta is like, if you love him, you need to go get him and like, just go, like, leave us here, do what you have to do. And it's this moment of like, what a good friend mm-hmm. of like, you have to do this. Like, why the fuck are you still here? And it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, Nesta. And also, <laughs> why did Feyre need Nesta to tell her that? That I is know. something I don't like about Feyre is that she needs to be prodded into action yeah. by either external circumstances or by another person. I didn't even think about that, but 100%. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it took you that long to decide you need to go save your, like, the love of your life. Like, Like, he banished you because there was something dangerous. You don't think that dangerous thing was coming for him? Yeah. And especially you just saw this whole murder. Like, family got murdered. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I got questions. (laughs) She goes back to the the wall, makes it through the wall, gets to the spring court, and runs into, I forget the fairy's name. Alice? Alice. It's like the head fairy maid Mm -hmm. servant type. Been helping her the whole time. Yeah. Motherly. 
and she's pissed. Yeah. And the house is destroyed. (laughs) And it's during this scene where Alice is like, bitch, you couldn't just say that you loved him. And we learn all of the details about why they're wearing masks, why there's like this ominous presence on fairyland. Should we go just go into it? Uh, I guess. So 50 years ago, there was a we're going to go like this History speed lesson. run. <laughs> yep, there we go. 50 years ago, there was this masquerade party that this evil fairy Amaranth who came from this other land, who's like a respected general of the like big baddie. She came over and she's like, oh, I just want to throw this party because I love you all. And I'm like really trying to get on the good side of all of the high lords and like come to this party that I'm throwing on behalf of Tamlin. Um, you know, you guys wear all these masks in respect to the spring court. Like I love him. Everything is great and so they come to this party in this dark damp place called under the mountain and it's this big court party and then she curses everyone and she's like you have 50 years to find some a human that will love you um even though the human has to kill a fairy in cold blood before that and then she has to like flip her feelings around and that's the only way that you can like break this curse because my sister was traumatized by a human who didn't actually love her well and amarantha evil general queen um wanted tamlin as her like consort oh yeah yeah like she saw that yeah she saw tamlin like oh you look like a nice bed buddy and so (laughs) yeah and dad was like uh no yeah and so he had 50 years and flash forward to the now. That's why he was sending his like wolf sentinels off to the other side. To of be the... killed. Yeah. Which is like, also oh, oh. didn't love that. Because really Tamlin like said no for the first like 40 years. And then at the end, his like sentinel buddies were like, please just fucking let me go over and sacrifice myself so we can maybe break this curse on our whole which fucking country. Made me really not like Tamlin. Yeah. Even in the first place. Because so something we didn't really touch on is the fact that there there's several fairy courts what spring dawn night day uh mm-hmm. autumn winter summer etc spring okay and they all used to be independent like kingdoms and then general queen bitch came over said i'm the queen bow to me and took everyone's power and enslaved everyone and so anyone who didn't bow to her is like in big trouble and like tamlin mm-hmm. um, and she murdered a bunch of people yeah. too <laughs> so she's like queen bee in fairyland and everyone wants to break free from her power yeah and uh so reese is the high lord of the Night court. Night court. Mm. And he's the only one that's kind of like been bamboozling her. So he gets like a little bit of his power back. But none of the other ones can. But again, here, I'm really annoyed that Tamlin, having seen Amarantha take over all of Fairyland and all of these high lords either get killed or their families killed. He's like, no, I don't want to sleep with you. Yeah. And like sacrifices his whole fucking court because he, okay, I'm sorry. You can sleep (laughs) with any random hoe on like fucking fire night. But you can't be like, "Mm." well my entire kingdom bad girlfriend um what do we do yeah and we'll get into it more when we talk about the akamath uh, episodes but i feel like that is the actual structural characteristic difference between tamlin and reese's people is that reese as we like eventually find out will do absolutely fucking anything for his country for his land for his people like to the point of being a very bad person mm-hmm. and tamlin won't yeah and that's actually the difference because some people are like oh my gosh tamlin's like abusive and he's like angry and like yeah there's a little bit of like that going on but the actual difference is what they would do for the people around them tamlin is inherently selfish yeah wow yeah whoa hmm. huh anyway <laughs> oh um, my god <laughs> Yeah, with uh, that uh, bomb. So Feyre learns all of this stuff from Alice, and she makes this resolution. Well, I need to go rescue Tamlin because that's going to go well. Um, and Alice is 
Yeah, because the 50 years ended like two days after she left or something. Yeah, and all Feyre needed to do was say, I love you to Tamlin. So she feels dumb, guilty. bitch. Yeah, she feels... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nope, valid. Uh, <laughs> she feels super guilty and she is resolved to go rescue Tamlin and save the entire court. Like, this is a dumb move. Like, a more intelligent character would be like, um, this isn't going to work. Yeah, and I feel like this is really where we, like, flirt into the actual, like, fantasy fairy tale aspect mm-hmm. of it that like a human could like even do any of these things as we talked about in the last episode like I know this kind of stretches the imagination a little bit but we have to finish just so we can get to back to Reese ah! um, yeah yes so she goes under the fairy court and she's like immediately captured like as she's trying to sneak around and she's dropped in front of Amarantha who is the ominous she the general lady bitch <sighs> Uh, but not before she sees, um, yeah, uh, this is traumatizing. Like, probably one of the most visceral, like, horrifying moments in this book. So basically, Amarantha is, like, playing with fairy, her fairy at this point, And she's like, you stupid fucking human. Like, this is so funny. She came to, like, rescue you, Tamlin. Isn't that funny? As he's like, ugh, fuck. Um, and she's like, well, see... You are actually Feyre, not the girl that we tortured for like a month and a half. And she points at the wall behind her and Feyre turns around and there is Claire Better's body like stapled onto the wall with like all of these cuts all over her. And there's like burns, mutilated, tortured. <sighs> She's like, yeah, I I don't even like describing it. It's no. horrifying. Yeah. And then Amarantha also summons Reese over because Reese is like suavely like observing the court. Yeah. And Amarantha's like, hey, Reese, uh, I thought you told me that that was a chick. And Reese is like, oh, all humans look the same to me. He plays it very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, too, because like you don't know this until like really, really at the end. But he basically, like, broke Claire's mind immediately. So she wasn't even, like, cognizant or aware of the things that were happening to her. But he fills this villain role without even assuming that there's, like, anybody that would believe he's, like, redeemed. Yeah. Or doing anything, like, positive or good, like. But it's also in this moment that Feyre realizes Reese knew exactly who Claire better was like yeah. Reese saw Feyre. He knows who she's supposed to be, and the fact yeah. that he brought her, brought Claire. Yeah, Ugh. this is when Feyre's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, she's she's encountered the smarter fairy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh huh. And basically, she kind of like somehow bamboozles herself into a deal with Amaranthi and or Amarantha, whatever the fuck. Um, the wheat of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> and so she has three tasks to prove her love for Tamlin. And then, you know, if she makes it past these three tasks, Tamlin can go with her. She'll release everyone. And it'll be great. Or she could solve a riddle and immediately be released right now. And she gives this long, you know, whatever fucking riddle. And Feyre's like, I can't even read. Um, I'm not even going to bother with that. Yeah, I'm going to do, do the trials. <laughs> yeah. It's like one trial a month. Oh, and Tamlin is sitting next to Amarantha in the court <sighs> watching this. And he's very, like, impassive. Like, yeah. Sees Feyre, doesn't acknowledge her, like, pretends not to even know her. <sighs> and it's kind of crazy because at this point, like, she already knows that Feyre is, like, the human. Like... What more could she do to you that she's not already doing and won't do now that Feyre's here? Like, really, bro? Like, Uh, it's just... mm. So (sighs) they make this deal. It seems, like, legit. And then 
Feyre immediately gets her ass kicked by yep. like a group of fairies, like destroyed, just beat to shit, and then thrown in a dungeon. Like her bones are broken, and she's, well, I guess I'm just waiting here until uh, the trial, rotting away. Yep. <laughs> oh, and she has to do like housework in between the tasks. Yeah. Like that was like part of her deal. Like, oh, you got to earn your keep while you're waiting for your trials. Yeah. It's like Feyre, you made literally the <laughs> worst deal in human history. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Lucy comes. Yes. Uh, thank God. And. Like heals her sort of like halfway. He's uh-huh. like, I'll break your broke or I'll unbreak your broken bones, but like not enough that anybody realizes mm-hmm. I did anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So that happens. The trial rolls around. Mm-hmm. I loved the first trial. I did too. This was so descriptive, and you felt <sighs> like you were in it. Okay. Just go into it. Yes. So um, if anyone has seen SpongeBob SquarePants, yeah. um, just imagine the Alaskan bullworm. So basically the first event is she's in this like giant maze full of like muddy shit. Literally muddy <laughs> Literally. shit and rotting bodies. Yep. And she's basically told not really anything and she's just kind of dropped in and then that's it. And a bunch of people are betting and watching her from above. It's like a rat maze. Oh, if you okay, I haven't seen SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, um, that's fair. So if you haven't seen it, think of the worms from Dune. Oh yeah, yeah. So like giant, mindless creatures with a giant eighty bajillion rows of teeth, et cetera, et cetera. No eyeballs, no. And so Feyre's like panicking, and then she kind of runs around. She sees it for the first time, freaks out, but then she starts to realize, okay, it can't see me. It can probably only smell me, and that's how it's getting around or whatever, et cetera. So she like basically kind of bamboozled her way into like making a trap for it where she finds its lair, and she's like, oh, there's always a back way out of a lair. That's how I'll get out. And then she puts all these like broken bones Sticking up and she's like, okay, so I will let him chase me and then we'll go into this like bone death pit and he'll die. Perfect. Awesome. So she basically like covers her in mud shit like from the ground so that it can't smell her, Um, which like, yes, a good idea. But then she proceeds to cut her hand open so that the like. I thought that was so dumb. It was so stupid. Like, do you not understand like basic sanitary like. Uh, infections <laughs> just get close enough to the worm it'll smell you eventually even if you're covered in shit anyway she leads the worm to the pit of bones oh and before so as she's building this trap for this worm all the fairies are standing above her watching this maze like it's yeah. a game and like she hears this voice like oh what the fuck is she doing and like this very dark suave voice says, uh-huh. oh she's building a trap because she's smart uh-huh. um and it's reese i love him oh, who doesn't uh, um yeah she, yeah so she wins yeah um, except she gets like stabbed by one of the bones in the leg or something mm-hmm. when she's like going into the pit, etc. And then I do love this scene. So she comes out of the pit. She's really pissed off. Amaranthi's like, wow, she fucking like did it. And she is so irritated. This is Feyre. She's covered in shit. She's tired. She was running for a really long time. She picks up a bone shard and yeets the shit out of it. And it smashes like right in front of Amaranthi. And she is covered huh. in projectile shit. And everyone goes silent. And you can just see Reese like, I love this woman. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, but she is like very injured. Yeah, like really bad. Yeah, it's, she's going <laughs> to die. In a bad spot. She's taken back <laughs> to her little uh, dungeon chamber and she is in a fever dream. She's yeah. dying, dying. And no one, is, Lucy's not coming to save her. She is, she realizes she's dying. She's like, I'm not going to make the second trial. I guess I, at least I won the first one. <laughs> And then <sighs> dark shadows form in the side of her wall and out steps the most beautiful man on the and planet. she's still covered in shit, literally. <laughs> she's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Reese. And he says, uh, I can help you out. I can heal you. But 
you got to give me something in return. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no more fairy deals. I love the audacity of this man because he really said you're going to hang out with me for like three weeks of every month. Yeah. Like he's asking for like 90 percent of her mm-hmm. time. And it's like, yeah, you really thought that that was going to work. <laughs> and I love that she like argues with him. Yeah. Like, they, they get into a full negotiation and she as she's dying. Yeah. <laughs> and he they eventually agree that in exchange for healing her um, and giving her a nice bath. Yeah. She will go with him to the night court after the trials are over, for one week out of every month. And to seal the deal, she gets a kick-ass fucking arm tattoo. She gets sleeve. a forearm like tattoo. <laughs> it's epic. Oh, God. And and it includes like a little eyeball on the palm of her hand. Mm, super mm-hmm. cool. And you can imagine who's looking through the eyeball I... at any given time. <laughs> what? I... Oh, my God. Think of what you would do with it. Mm. Oh, oh. I think that's even alluded to. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. And so basically, um, she makes the deal. And I think at this point is when they start going to the parties. Or is it after the second one? It might be after the second. Okay. Maybe. We'll talk about the second event and then talk about the parties. So at some unspecified time, these parties start happening. We'll come back to that. Mm -hmm. So the second event shows up. Feyre is feeling like slightly optimistic about it. She's like, honey, girl, no, no. almost died. (laughs) And so um, we are brought into this like room and there's a giant pit and she is dropped into this pit and on one side of this like metal mesh thing is lucian or lucy and he's pinned to the ground and he is panicking the fuck out and there are three levers on the wall and there's like inscriptions next to them and it's part of like a riddle this is when our girl starts sweating because she's like i can't fucking read and um to add to the sweat um there are these like giant spikes coming yeah. down from the ceiling so if you've seen star wars it's like the scene <laughs> yeah. in the, the, the trash compactor scene yes yeah it's that scene a hundred percent except everything's on fire for some reason yeah. it's even more <laughs> stressful but i was kind of underwhelmed with the pressure of this scene i was too like three lovers you just have to pick one of the three yeah and that's basically she just like has like a panic attack for the first like 20 minutes and waits until the last possible second to start trying mm-hmm. to like decide which of the three she's gonna pick and it's like girl like what the fuck like you're gonna die it's some way so she reaches for a lever and then it burns like the lever burns and she's like oh i'm gonna keep reaching for this lever until it burns and burns and burns and burns and she's like well maybe something is wrong and the eye on the palm of her hand is like blinking or something like you dumb bitch like (laughs) yep and so she goes for the second one same thing fucking happens it takes her an embarrassing it's so bad so long to realize that like maybe i shouldn't pull this lever and then she pulls the right lever and the trial's done and Lucy is saved. And she's sobbing at this point Ugh. because it has come to her realization that Reese was helping her the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it was at the very last possible second that she pulled this lever and everything was fine. Amaranthi is super pissed off. But like Farah at this point has like an emotional breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought it was like not excessive because like, I mean, I get it. But she kind of is like, there's no way I'm going to win these events. Starts sobbing her heart out as she's thrown back into it's a cell um but then the parties yeah so two like fairy maids show up pull Feyre out of her cell take her up give her a bath and then paint yeah all over her body <laughs> all of all, her body all it is very explicitly stated that it's all of her body yes <laughs> and then they put on like a sheer toga thing yeah um imagine in the star wars vein um the Princess Leia Sluti outfit. Um, Sluti? 
uh, you know the one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The but slave then, costume. like, worse. Because yeah. it's see-through. Yeah. <laughs> Enough where you can see all of the paint. And then Reese shows up. <laughs> and, ex- and he demonstrates the purpose of the paint, which is he uh, wipes a bit off of her shoulder. It reappears. And he tells her, so if anyone touches you, I will know. And it's just so, like, that's Reese. Just... It- in a nutshell <laughs> and he designs it he designs this little paint spell so that like her her clothing isn't going to smudge it like her own movements won't do anything but the minute someone touches her and he like you know he's talking about tamlin yeah and okay so we talked about this before we we started recording but this is straight out of the mummy <laughs> okay so yeah. if you've seen if you've seen the mummy with brendan fraser like in the very opening scene in ancient egypt like the pharaoh's girlfriend mistress wife type is painted in gold paint all over her fucking body and it's so that no one touches her because if the paint smears the pharaoh will know yeah same thing identical yep and uh basically she drinks fairies wine doesn't remember anything but apparently she dances the whole night yeah he um, takes her so reese takes her to um like a fairy party every yeah. day and uh basically she naughty dances and then doesn't remember it and that just happens all the time but it's like the favor that reese does for her is like makes her drink the fairy wine so she doesn't know what's mm-hmm. happening around her mm-hmm. and you also have to think that if he if she's with him at these parties she can at least get a little bit of food and like not be in a dark, damp mm-hmm. dungeon where she could get yet another various yep. illness. But Tamlin has to watch the whole thing happen. Uh, and you know Reese is like, <laughs> look what I got, buddy. Exactly. And that's the part I like about his character is that, like, he's doing all of this on, like, 18 different levels, like, strategic long-term views. Mm-hmm. He just hates Tamlin that much. And as we find out, he, like, kind of has a reason to. But it's like... Look, I can touch this girl that you are apparently in love with, but we're stupid enough to not, like, figure it out before the curse. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, like, hang out with her the whole night and you have to watch. Dickhead. And then, <laughs> and then the final party night before the third trial. Ooh. <gasps> this is this is a scene. Spicy. Mm-hmm. So Reese has left Feyre unusually alone, mm-hmm. like near a buffet table. And she's like, what do I do with my free time? I'm like in this pretty dress <laughs> and all this out. <laughs> And then Tamlin strides over, stands next to her and like basically gives her enough of like uh, greeting acknowledgement to like indicate, hey, follow me over here. And she follows him strategically into basically like a coat room. It's kind of what it seems like. And they proceed to maul each other. <laughs> like <laughs> very aggressively. Yeah. Like, like she- uh, yeah you're painted for a fucking reason yeah and like it's kind of grody because like she even there's a part where she like unbuckles his belt and it's like uh, 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 is that really like you're like uh, uh, you didn't think I through any of this like one Feyre be smart about this like uh, this nothing good can come of this you know better also Tamlin why are you being such a dick literally like yeah. Amarantha is gonna find out like how many people are you going to endanger because of that yeah and also like why can't you guys just have like a regular conversation or maybe like kiss tenderly you know <laughs> like yeah like how not raunchy sex how in a coat room <laughs> romantic would it be because her face isn't painted yeah if he like braced himself around her didn't touch her body and just kissed her yeah like that like would've, bro that would have been like way more romantic and like yet yeah, he's 500 years old i have some fucking doubts <sighs> Yeah. Anyways. No self-restraint. But then. <laughs> um, he tenses for a moment and stops and she's like, oh no. And then Reese walks in and he's like, you 
fucking idiots. <laughs> Which we're all thinking in yeah. this scene. Like, yes. thank you, Reese. Yes. And he basically kicks Tamlin out and he's like, if anybody fucking saw her, do you realize that you would immediately both be dead and all of this would be for nothing? Like, she is one more event and then everyone would be free and you're a fucking idiot. And basically, he then, you know, Tamlin runs out to pout, et cetera, et cetera. And then Reese has this moment of like, oh, fuck. And then he <laughs> smashes <laughs> his face against Feyre's face. And then the whole court walks in. Yep. Which, like, how big is this coat room that, like, everybody I don't fit? know. But it's led by Amarantha because she saw Tamlin disappear. She's like, where did my fuck boy go? And yeah. then Uh-oh. she sees Reese in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's like, look at how uh, sleuty humans are. They're humans are no fleeting. loyalty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I like that Sarah wrote this scene in a way that Pharaoh wasn't like turned on, like attracted to. She's just like, ah, like, <laughs> things are happening to her and she's not really processing. And Reese yeah. is like, this isn't a sexual romantic moment between mm-hmm. Reese and Pharaoh. It's just them trying to survive. Yeah. And I like it too because Farah even realizes immediately after the fact that like he saved her ass. Like yeah. she's like that was uncomfortable and I didn't really like it but also thank you for like making sure I didn't die. Which <laughs> thank God she didn't jump to like oh my God he touched me yeah. and like had a full girl freak out moment. Like okay thank you Farah, for yeah. having a, <laughs> some reason here. <laughs> One moment of clarity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then we're led to the third event which is like really um emotionally taxing Mm -hmm. like when you read it um it's kind of uh, yeah it's this is um if you ever want to read a morally gray heroine this is the morally gray part not even gray black yeah maybe uh, yeah but it's like so we'll explain she is brought into the throne room amaranth three is like it's the third event you know are you sure you don't want to answer the poem and she's like no i'm not the third event and she's like Sure. Like, we're going to do this. You're totally going to pass. I bet. And three people are brought in with little, like, um, bags over their head. Yeah. So she doesn't know who they are. And there's also three little pillows that are brought out that have ashwood sticks on them. And ashwood is the only substance known to kill fairies almost immediately. But they're also little daggers. And Feyre's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They pin down the first guy, drop him to his knees, take off the, like, hood, and it's just some random fairy who's, like, sobbing his fucking eyes out. And Amaranth is like, you need to stab this man in the heart. That's your event. If you kill all three, you can have your boyfriend, you can leave now, but you gotta murder three innocent people. And I love, 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 love that Amarantha is saying, like, hey, you prided yourself on being a huntress. What stopped you from killing, you know, the big bad fairy wolf and all of the other animals that you've killed like you don't have a problem with death and killing yep. so here you go do it again and, oh and she really drives home the fact that these are just innocent people yeah. she's like no i'm not going to give you the out that they're like murders or anything they're just innocent people who are just here and you have to kill them and are you going to like is this really like what is this who you are Ugh. it definitely is and Feyre's heart in like her brain like what brains oh <laughs> whoa sorry <laughs> But she like you really feel her having like a psychotic meltdown in this Mm -hmm. point. And it's kind of similar to did you read the third Hunger Games book? Yep. Very similar to Katniss having her whole like, I don't know who I am anymore. Like I am fucking broken. Well, 
I mean, it's yeah. just another trial. And she realizes, oh, for the betterment of not just Tamlin and I, but for all of fairy, I need to do this thing. Yeah. Also, she could have just thought through the riddle. Yeah. I Because the riddle is like complex, but it's like if you spent you know, part of the last three months, like, trying to figure it out, you probably, like, maybe have a reasonable answer. <sighs> yeah. But yeah. she um, kills the first fairy. Yep. And then... She gets... kills the second fairy. Yeah. Who's a crying female who basically tells her, just kill me. <laughs> like, I know you have to kill me. And she's like, this is almost worse than the other one. Yep. And then they take the hood off the third, third one. Hi, oh. Tamlin. It's Tamlin. Ah! <laughs> I was actually quite happy it was Tamlin because... <laughs> And it is crazy because like the first time reading this, I remember I was like, she can't do that. That's not fair. Because Tamlin is still sitting next to Amarantha. There's two Tamlins. Yeah. And then the Tamlin next to Amaranthy, the glamour's pulled off and it's like this gross like It's the Bogart thing, right? Uh, The adder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The mm -hmm. like freaky servant. of mm -hmm. the And Feyre's like, you can't do that. Like, this is whatever. And she's like, well, if you really want to do it, it sucks. And you stab him in the heart. You, you dumb bitch. But Tamlin is like staring at her like just. Stab me. Stab me. Now. <laughs> yeah. And then in her mind, we're having this like, I don't know, like concurrent thought process. She's actually thinking for the first time. Wow. Like, amazing. She's remembering things that were told to her and she's putting the pieces together like she should have been doing for the last three fucking months. That's what irritated me because like, why did she all of a sudden in the span of like three minutes figure out this like very complex like oh. curse thing but like in the last three months she couldn't figure out the riddle because and this again speaks to the writing right yeah um she remembers that people have repeatedly referred to tamlin as having a heart of stone mm -hmm. mm. and then she's like oh and she's like i'm so sorry i love you stabs him and, and then it goes to black <laughs> clink clink it clinks against stone He's oh. not actually dead. No. And Amarantha is all like pissed off. And then she kind of has like a temper tantrum. Amarantha? Yeah. yeah. She does. And she's like, well, I didn't like say when I had to fulfill like the terms of the deal. And Yako. Uh, I think Feyre gets beat up again. Yeah. She gets like demolished. Uh, She's dying. Her spine is broken. Yeah. And as her spine is cracked, she's lying on the floor dying. She solves the riddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then she like whispers with her like last breath. She's like, uh, the answer is love or something. Uh, yeah. And then she dies. Yeah. But that <laughs> breaks the curse. Yeah. Tamlin is free. Yeah. And um, then oh, she kind of like filters into Reese's body. As she's dying, though, before she answers the riddle, because Amarantha is beating the shit out of her. Yeah. Uh, we get this glimpse of Reese losing his mind. Absolutely. Because Feyre <laughs> is like like in excruciating pain. And like Reese is on the sideline trying to save her. Like he's yeah. like fighting other fairies. He's yeah. like going after Amarantha. And he like, gets like knocked out too. Like yeah. smashed against the wall. And you're like, why is this fairy uh, who's been morally great the entire time uh, suddenly fighting for Feyre? Yeah. And then Tamlin's like not really doing anything. Like yeah. kind of helping, but like not. Yeah. So she solves the riddle and then fighting breaks out. Because they all get their powers back. Yeah. And then doesn't Tamlin stab Amarantha through the head with yeah. a sword? Yeah. Because it's all like happening all at the same time, but she like whispers the answer. All the people get their power back. Amarantha like, Ugh. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, Reese, like, eats the fuck out of her and, like, rips her throat out, basically. But, like, him and Reese have, like, a... Or Tamlin and Reese have, like, a... They have a bro moment. moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, Farrah's still, like, dead. Yeah. Um, but they win. Amarantha's defeated. 
And then all the High Lords kind of, like, gather around. Yeah. And they start, like, dropping little bits of, like, power into her. And it's like, is this just, like, a universal concept? It's like, it's like a power share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like, did everyone just, like, know that would work? And, like, how I did they do so. it? <laughs> yes. Because, like, it seems kind of, like, obscure. It, it seemed very random. And, like, oh, we need a plot device to keep Feyre alive. Yeah. Let's share the power of the High Lords. And Feyre comes back to life. But she's... Faye, oh. this was the part that irritated the fuck out of me. Like, I get that they gave her some power or whatever, but, like, did you actually have to turn this, like, human character, which, like, cool. She is like any other, hair, like, person. You know, if you work out and you really love someone, like, you can do anything. But, like, why did Sarah have to then make her into this over-super-powered Faye, can never die, even more beautiful than she was before? Like... That's lame. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. So now she's immortal. Everybody's like, okay, cool. And Farah and Tamlin have sex in the castle, which like, oh, if you were oh, traumatized, yeah. they don't even leave the under the mountain. Yeah. Like if you were traumatized, and it's heavily alluded to that like Tamlin has to like service Amaranth. Yeah. And like. You are comfortable enough having sex in like some of the same bedrooms that you have been it like was grody. sexually assaulted in. It was supposed like, to be like a romantic thing. No, no, it was not. But then we do get this delicious oh, moment. Yes. <laughs> so I think they're on like they're getting ready to leave, right? Yeah. And Feyre and I think she like sneaks out or something. Yeah, and she's still processing. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, about them doing it under the mountain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I think this is part of Feyre's coping mechanism. Yeah. Like, sex is just therapeutic for her. Yeah. And, like, that is tracks with Isaac. That tracks with all of her experience with Tamlin before. And mm -hmm. this is, like, her <laughs> release. Yeah. Um, but and it, it tracks with her in Akamath, too. Yeah. Because that's really the basis for that, like, whole book. Which I think that's valid. Yeah. You know, as, like, a stress response kind yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's okay. Yeah. Because, yes, there's some, like, emotion tinged with it, but it really is a... She wants to turn her brain off, not think about anything other than, like, being in the moment with yep. Tamlin. Yeah. Um, but it's afterwards that she's kind of fully sinking in, like, oh, I murdered two people. Innocent people. <laughs> and I don't know who I am anymore. Like, I, I have this fairy body, but I'm, like, still human on the inside. And so she's, like, on a balcony somewhere. Yeah. She kind of, like, yeah, it's just, like, a balcony and see, she can see the sun. And I think Reese is already there. Yeah. I, I love oh, this God. moment. So they just kind of have, like, a conversation. And it's really the first time that, like, Feyre sees Reese as, like, an actual person. Because mm -hmm. he's kind of had to drop all of his, like, dumb shit. And she kind of has this moment, too, where, like, she sees how, like, enthused he is by, like, the sun. And she's like, I wonder if he's actually, like, supposed to be, like, tan. And he basically is like, um... I can't wait to fly again, et cetera. And she's like, oh, are you going to fly back home? And he's like, I don't have time. Like, I'm just, I want to get back. And she's mm -hmm. like, that's fair. Okay, I get that. And he's like, well, I'll call on our bed eventually and I'll see you eventually, but have fun with your like spring prints or whatever. Like, he's good very, luck. Yeah, he's kind of checked out. He's yeah. like, probably feels a little relieved everything's done. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things that, you know, when you're like doing something really, really hard for a long time. And then you finally, like, get done with it. And you have this moment of, like, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. And it's, like, before the, like, ah, it's finally over. It's, like, uh, what now? Yeah. I feel like that's how he is, that, like, disconnect, like, in between time. That's, yeah. He's just kind of 
like still processing everything that's happening. Yeah. And then there's the moment. Oh my God. Oh. So the first time I read this, I didn't know what it meant. No, you're not supposed to know. No. But it, once you read Akamath, oh, 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 oh my God. Okay. So they're standing, and I forget exactly how this scene develops, but this, do you want to talk about it? No, you do it. Okay. I'm just making <laughs> arm movements. She, she is flapping right now. Um, Reese has this expression that comes over his face. Like, but you got to set the scene, girl. They're just chatting. He's being suave. He's like, yeah, I'll see you around. And he starts to kind of like disappear into the shadows. And then he stumbles. And it's like. Stumbles. Oh. Like this graceful, powerful fairy lord who has been in so like strategic master manipulator mode has been in control of the situation the entire oh. time. He stumbles <laughs> and he looks so petrified shocked petrified fearful oh my god all of the words and you don't know why because he just disappears oh my god and pharaoh's like that's weird <laughs> and then it fades to black that's the end of the book bruh i oh my god for the people who haven't read this book or like forgot about it for the you're people like, who stopped reading at the end of akatar i oh swear to god, god read akamath now oh my read god <laughs> That's like picking up a book and stopping halfway through. Listen, I don't like Feyre. She is not my favorite heroine. But oh my God. You need to read Akamath. Yes. Just just do it. Do it. You're going to be traumatized in the beginning, but it's going to be so fucking worth it. And then you're going to remember the scene. I love to. I don't know what book it is. I don't think it's Akamath and it might be the one after that. But we get um, what happens on the other side of this moment where he like disappears and then he like pops back in his world and you get the fallout with his friends of what happens. Mm -hmm. I eat that shit up like everything is fine. I Maybe. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, I am wired. <laughs> uh, yeah, we started kind of low. Oh, yeah. See, that's what happens with these fucking books. You get good books and you start talking about them and you get sweaty and then you get tired. I am sweaty. <laughs> like, know. what is happening right <laughs> <No>. now? <gasps> wow. Yeah. I have nothing else to say because all I want to do is go read Akamath right now. I know. I'm so excited. And we've already read it. <laughs> I know. That is the power Sarah J. Mass has. Like, how? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's funny, too, because the, like, there's like 10 or 15 pages after that scene. And it's just like they go back to spring court and everything seems OK. But Farah is not OK. Split in half. Just like. Destroyed. She is a broken soul. Yeah. And it is only when she is so broken that you start, like, at least I started to feel more sympathy for her as I a character. I did too. Yeah. Because it's really one of the only times that she shows, like, like being hurt by something. Mm -hmm. you That's know true. I mean? like, she doesn't really process any of the trauma she's experienced. No. And she kind of goes about it in a very gruff, like, whatever, like, this is my life and I don't care. But this is the first time that we see her... Um, in like an empathetic, sympathetic light of like, she is like fucked up. Mm -hmm. You could be too. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah, they just go back to spring court and everything seems like it might kind of be okay eventually. I feel kind of drained, but happy. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad we finished it. Uh, so much more to go with Akamath, though. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for uh, that. Because there are multiple parts in that in Akamath where I'm like really fucking upset with Feyre. Because she does some dumb shit. She does. And she's very obstinate in Akamath. But, yeah. But she's also gone through a lot of shit. Yeah. That, that's fair. Yeah. But still. Because I like the summer court guy. 
Oh, and I feel like he's kind of bamboozled in a not good way. You know, <laughs> if I have any complaints, it's that all of the secondary characters are amazing. Yeah. And it's the lead. It's the heroine that is lacking in this book. Yeah. Because I think we talked about it before, but this almost would be better in third person. Mm-hmm. Just so you could get some kind of Feyre that's not like... Bland. Yeah. Mashed potatoes without salt or cheese or butter. Oh, that sounds... I know. Just boiled Ew. potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh boy. But we get Reese, so I mean... That's fine. I mean, I will read 300 pages of bland mashed potatoes just to read Reese. Yep. It's just the giant purple Band-Aid on that book. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we finished Akatar. We did it. (laughs) From our shelf to yours. We'll see you on the next page. Hi, readers. If you'd like to help us pick our next book, send us a message on Instagram. Or if you'd like to just listen, we post new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Thanks for listening. Bussin'.